Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello. Today, we're going to talk about intentions and the four immeasurables. Intentions and the four immeasurables. I'm going to share with you a meditation prayer that we recite at the Rime Center. And I started reciting it in all my meditations at home. So I recite this every day, three times. And it goes like this. May all beings be endowed with happiness. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings never be separated from happiness. And may all beings abide in equanimity undisturbed by the eight worldly concerns. And I'll, I'll go ahead and read that two more times since I do read it three times when I do meditation. May all beings be endowed with happiness. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings never be separated from happiness. And may all beings abide in equanimity undisturbed by the eight worldly concerns. May all beings be endowed with happiness. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings never be separated from happiness. May all beings abide in equanimity undisturbed by the eight worldly concerns. So this is how we, the Remay Center community, and me, myself at home, set our intention to cultivate what is called the four immeasurables. And I used to think these kinds of things, meditation prayers, I used to think they were silly and chants as well. But Setting an intention is important. It motivates and inspires us. It reminds us of what's important. In my opinion, we all spend so much of our lives on autopilot. And so living in a more intentional way is a good thing. When we set our intentions, we are helping ourselves to remember what direction we're trying to go. In this case, we are inclining ourselves toward having an open heart. In his book, A Fearless Heart, Thupten Jinpa says, When we set an intention in the morning, we're making a choice about what kind of day we want to have. We're taking life into our own hands instead of waiting for it to happen to us. That's him. I think that's really important. We wait for life to happen to us a lot. We think things happen to us. We don't think of ourselves as co-creators in our lives, but of course we are. So this set of virtues is called immeasurable because it's said to be a list of things that you can never, ever have too much of, okay? They are loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. Loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And sometimes people will shorten those, and I even do it sometimes, and I'll just say kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity, okay? Jim Thumpton Jimpa goes on to say, we all have these qualities. They're part of the best parts of being human. So these, these prayers, this aspiration, this is about wishing it for all beings. I wish for all beings to be free from suffering. That can be hard. It's easy for us to wish for our own happiness and the happiness of our friends and family, usually. But this is much more broad. We're called to, called to cultivate the wish for all beings to have these things, because that will build a better world. 
Now, it's easy to say no one gets left out, which is what I'm saying here, but that can be very hard to really embody. If we say everyone is deserving of kindness and compassion, this can be a tough thing for us to relate to. Every one of us stops and thinks, wait, even that person? What about them? What about him? What about her? What about them? If we're really reflecting on this, we, we ask that kind of question. But what about that person that did that awful thing? And the answer is yes, even them. Opening our, your heart helps you and everyone else. So I'm going to go the, through these lines one by one and unpack them a little. May all beings be endowed with happiness. This is what we call loving kindness. And some prefer ter- the term loving friendliness. And some just call it kindness. The original word is meta. If you ever hear meta, M-E-T-T-A. If you ever see that, that's that's what that is. Uh, Jinpa calls it the pure wish for someone to be happy. The pure wish for someone to be happy. May all beings be free from suffering. This is compassion. And I can imagine some people wondering, what's really the difference between kindness and compassion? And this is it. Loving kindness is wanting others to be happy. Compassion is wanting others not to suffer. They're connected. They're connected, but they're not really the same, although they're not far apart. They're a little different. Kindness is wanting good things to happen to people, and compassion is wanting bad things to not happen. The original word is karuna. Jinpa says, Our concern, if it comes from genuine compassion, is based on the recognition that, just like I do, this person wishes to be free from suffering. And also... In the Tibetan tradition, we recognize compassion as both the highest spiritual ideal and the highest expression of our humanity. This, um, this is what makes me connected, connected with the Tibetan tradition. This is what speaks to me here. The highest spiritual ideal. The, I like that compassion is the center of this tradition that I'm exploring more and more deeply. May all beings never be separated from happiness. So this is sympathetic joy. What if we can really be happy when someone else succeeds? And I'm not talking about when we just say the words. We say empty words like I'm happy for you because that's what you're supposed to say. But what if we can take real, actual joy at someone's success that's not ourselves? And I'm also not just talking about your kids or your partner. Those are a little easier. What if we can apply this kind of joy to everyone? Then there will be no end to where we can find joy. No end to this positive feeling. If we can really truly be happy for other people, then our happiness can be present all the time. Or as often as we want, anyway. The original word for this is mudita. And Jinpa says that it is experiencing happiness at someone else's happiness and good fortune. Experiencing happiness at someone else's happiness and good fortune. To me, this is probably the most challenging of the four to really reflect on and really try to embody. And may all beings abide in equanimity undisturbed by the outworldly concerns. This is equanimity. It's our ability to weather the storms of life to keep it together when things are falling apart. It's that quality that stops you from freaking out and falling to the floor when there are setbacks in life, as there are for everyone, right? The original word is upeka, and Jimpa describes it as 
staying calm no matter what life throws at us. Pleasure and pain, likes and dislikes, praise and blame, fame and disrepute. I stumbled over that word disrepute. And it lets us relate to everyone as human beings beyond the categories of friend, foe, or stranger. With equanimity, we are free from the habitual forces of expectation and apprehension that make us so vulnerable to over-excitation and disappointment. So those pairs he listed are called the eight worldly concerns. Praise and blame, likes and dislikes, pleasure and pain, and fame and disrepute. Those are called the eight worldly concerns. And it's just that fixating on these things does not serve us. That's the message, really. Fixating on these things does not stir serve us. It gets in the way of our equanimity. The point of reflecting on those is we can get carried away by being blamed too much, of course, but we can also get carried away by being praised too much, right? If you've ever like thought about like, don't get a big head, you know, that's, it's that sort of thing. It's if people are complimenting you all the time, that can be a problem too. Equanimity is what helps us keep an even mind, whether things are going incredibly well or incredibly badly. So these are the four measurables and learning to cultivate these four qualities helps us to open our hearts and deepen our relationships to ourselves and others. They're sometimes called divine abodes, which is not a term I like very much, but it does convey this important thing. They are serious and they're important things for us to cultivate in our journey. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.